I want to thank one of our incredible sponsors, BrainTap. You may have listened to our podcast with the founder of BrainTap, Patrick Porter. And if you did, you'll definitely want to get involved in BrainTap. And if you didn't, please, please, I strongly recommend that you go back and listen. It's so incredibly informative. Here's what BrainTap can do. You can literally build your brain fitness with BrainTap's mobile app and wearable headset. Everyone here at Outcomes the Sun podcast has had and continues to have positive results with BrainTap. Your brain is guided from awake and reactionary patterns to intuitive and creative responses. BrainTap is backed by neuroscience and research and was developed by Patrick Porter himself. BrainTap creates a symphony of brainwave activity to optimize your brain's potential, restore your ability, balance your energy, and calm your brain. And listen, it is a game changer when it comes to sleep. This technology is truly a gift, and I am so incredibly grateful to be able to share it with you. Hi, everyone. I'm Marielle Hemingway, and my partner, Melissa Yamaguchi, is here with me. And you have joined Outcomes the Sun podcast. And we have a very, very special guest today, uh, such an amazing woman who's doing amazing things in the world. And because we talk about mental health, she has an incredible product and she's going to tell us about it. But I'm going to throw this over to you, Melissa, because you have had some really kind of in-depth conversations with our with our very special guest. And um, I'm I'm just going to let you intro her because I know you're so good at it. <laughs> well, thank you because I I have turned into a fangirl. I've yes. been doing I did a deep dive on Dr. Petra and really fell in love with a lot of the information that I learned about you. I don't want to talk about you in third person. But Dr. Petra is a medical doctor who worked as an emergency medicine physician for 15 years and also worked at the CDC for 8 years as a quarantine medical officer. She now runs a full-time aviation medicine practice and began working with farmers of Alaska 12 years ago to cultivate Rhodiola rosea in Alaska, and she partners with the University of Alaska Fairbanks Cooperative Extension Service to foster commercial cultivation of the plant. Um, listen, there's there's so much that you've done that is so amazing for the state of Alaska, but introducing this amazing product to the world. So I'd like to turn it over to you because you've got so much important stuff to share with us about the product and all that you're doing. Well, I really appreciate um, Melissa and Mariel to um, let me talk about my favorite topic here. Um, Rhodiola has really taken over my life. Um, I still have to work at my day job just to pay bills, but this has really um, uh, taken over my life. It's a passion of mine. And I just want to tell you briefly how I stumbled on this. Um, for some background, I was basically reading an article in one of my science magazines, Science News specifically, in about 2008, where they talked about this Soviet Cold War herb that had become a little bit more mainstream. And um, this herb had been used by the Soviets uh, and, and many Northern peoples going back many generations, but particularly by the Soviets because it helps with improved mental uh, focus and physical stamina. So it was used primarily originally in its athletes, in its soldiers in the trenches. It was actually considered a Soviet military secret, the cosmonauts, wow. etc. And then it's become much more mainstream over time because of its adaptogen benefits, which I can 
discuss in, in, a, in a moment. But I was really intrigued by this plant and um, primarily because it's a northern plant. And I also learned that the world supply for botanical companies that use rhodiola for their uh, products come primarily from wild harvest. And it's the roots of this plant that is used. And so when the plant is harvested, it's sacrificed. Um, you don't just cut off the tops and make tea out of it. Um, so the plant is destroyed. And in the wild, where it grows naturally in very harsh, mountainous, cold conditions, um, it ekes out an existence. Um, and, uh, and the plants can be decades old when they're harvested. And so it's actually being threatened to extinction um, by over-harvesting for human use. And this kind of rumbled around in my head as I was thinking about Alaskan farmers. Uh, Alaskan farmers also eke out an existence because they just don't um, have a lot of um, uh, um, uh, vegetables that can grow in this climate. They spend a lot of time, effort, and money on increasing, extending the um, uh, growing season in Alaska with expensive hothouses, greenhouses, tunnels, etc. And I thought, wow, here's a plant maybe that can take advantage of the harsh Alaskan climate and provide farmers with a high value uh, crop that actually is good for people. And so I, um, I got a handful of seeds um, and did an experiment in my front yard. And, and over a course of two years, I put out 100,000 seedlings. My wow. neighbors were frightened. They were worried my whole <laughs> front yard and side and back were just um, covered with um, trays. And so then I had a problem. I had a thousand plants I had to move. And so I started um, inviting myself to give talks at various farm bureau meetings and, and those kinds of meetings in Alaska and was able to convince some intrepid farmers to try it out. And now we have several acres in production. We need wow. more. We need more acreage, but it's a start. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you only to say your product really is, here, here it is, Rhodiola rosea is really <laughs> extraordinary. And here's why I love what you're doing. Because, and Melissa knows this is such a passion of mine. I, I just believe that there are many ways that nature will help us to have a more balanced and healthy brain through the lifestyle choices we make. But when it's products like what you are creating, you know, work and harvest for in, in, in the harsh lands of Alaska. I live in Idaho, so I'm a little bit closer to you than maybe, than maybe Melissa's really at the moment, but I get it. I get how hard that is, but you're bringing this kind of product that is helping people with anxiety and depression and serious mental health issues and really seeing a difference. You had told us a story kind of before we started today, you were telling us about someone who started taking this product and I would love for you to kind of explain what happened to her because it, it's, it's an incredible story. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Um, this is a woman who um, just reached out to us today on TikTok, uh, who is um, an, uh, an emergency room nurse who went through the um, COVID stress and actually had to back out of it because many 
other things happened to her, uh, family tragedies, to the point where she was extremely anxious and depressed. And she was not able to take the standard SSRI medication, the antidepressants, um, that can be very useful. I'm not putting downplaying that, but um, she wasn't able to do to take them for kind of side effect issues. And so she started taking our rhodiola both in tea form and in tincture form and states that within four days she felt much better. She um, basically didn't have these racing anxious thoughts anymore uh, combined with other um, healthy practices like getting better sleep, um, getting outside and exercising and, you know, more water, you know, what all those normal things that people can do has really helped her. Now, that's not to say that, you know, it's it works for everybody. Adaptogens are such, are compounds that really help people's normal biochemical pathways adjust and rebalance um, that are disturbed by either internal, external stress. And I have to also add, it's not a magic bullet for everybody. There are people who get it. Uh, tell me they don't notice anything. Well, then they don't need it. <laughs> but right. for those folks that it's very helpful, um, it works well. And the other thing that helps me sleep at night is that it's non-toxic. There's no known harm mm -hmm. from rhodiola. And as we all know, people die every year from overdoses on energy drinks. So Absolutely. Is and it, can, maybe you could explain just, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt again, for those of us in our audience that don't understand what an adaptogen is, I know what an adaptogen mm -hmm. is, but I'd love for you to explain what an adaptogen is. Cause it, they're actually, it's so, they're wonderful because they're powerful and they do this extraordinary mm -hmm. thing, which you're going to explain. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Normally we take a medication for a specific effect. We take a drug or a pure medication that will create an artificial pathway for that selected effect that we're looking for. Adaptogens aren't like that. Adaptogens are more general, nonspecific um, compounds that really help realign, normalize, rebalance normal biochemical pathways that have gone sideways from stress or illness. And many times these are in the adrenal um, uh, uh, adrenal gland axis uh, for people who have chronic stress. As we all know, you know, acute stress is managed by um, epinephrine and norepinephrine. You know, if you have a fight or a flight response, when you come into your cave and the bear is in there, you need to either club it or, or run away from it. And um, epinephrine and norepinephrine give you a burst of energy to do what needs to be done. But those of us who have chronic unrelenting stress, um, that turns into constant uh, cortisol stress hormones that are pouring out of our adrenal glands with us. At, at constant alert status and also has a significant negative effect um, with um, inflammation. So rhodiola adaptogens, there are many different types of adaptogens. Ashwagandha is one, uh, it's become very popular. Um, 
basically because you can grow ashwagandha almost everywhere. So there's a lot of it to be sold. Uh, rhodiola has a much more narrower niche because it can only grow in cold subarctic alpine climates. But these adaptogens help basically unload all of those chronic stress, stress responses. And therefore it has different effects in different people. Some people will find a mood lifting effect. Some people find more energy. Some people don't notice anything because maybe they don't need it. Um, and so the, the stress, the, the effects can also be um, a different for different people. Yeah, I That's what that. an adaptogen is. Thank you so much. And, 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 and you explained so much more. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. Go ahead, Melissa. I know you have a burning question. <laughs> oh, well, I, one of the things that I noticed when I was doing the uh, research and, and a lot of it came from the information on your site, to be fair, um, talking about uh, how it, it can help with stress, anxiety, fatigue, depression. What, and I know, I love that you said a while ago, Dr. Petra, about the, 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 the lady who called today also was getting outside. And so we know there's a, a basket of, of, of activities and choices that really help us move forward. It's not just, as Mariel and I always say, mm -hmm. it's not one size fits all, but it's just mm -hmm. a basket of choices. And so yep. this lady with clarity after taking the product was able to kind of make some more choices that enabled everything to work more effectively and functionally, functioning better. What, uh, what do you, um, for someone who's seeking, and by the way, let me stop myself. How young can you be in, in taking the product? How young can, can a patient be or a consumer be? That's an excellent question because, um, and I've had this question, you know, emailed to me <clears throat> even with pregnancy or breastfeeding. Um, mm -hmm. I, would, I would think that because this plant has been used by circumpolar peoples for thousands of years, I would suspect yeah that it was also used in younger people, in children maybe, <clears throat> um, children warriors, um, maybe in pregnant yes. moms and breastfeeding moms, but I can't recommend it because it's not okay. been studied. And, you know, we in this part of our civilization, we really have to assure our clients, our customers, and our patients that something is safe. And the only way you know that yes. is if it's been studied and it right most botanicals have not been studied in children so i can't recommend it um okay. but having said that you know it's probably been used <laughs> for thousands of years by younger people but well the the, care, yeah. the pointed re the reason i asked that pointed question aside from wanting to know the the knowledge we have a lot of people that that will call in to the mariel hemingway foundation write in mm -hmm. text in and want to know about working with their children, their teenagers in particular, and depression and anxiety. And Mariel's done extensive work in the field of understanding uh, teenage depression and suicide ideation. So I was, I was intrigued to know, you know, teenagers are different because of the hormonal, the internal hormonal tornado they have going on, but it's far right. different than children, than the young. But so the, I was asking specifically for children, but also with teenagers, it seems like you might be in a little bit safer zone with teenagers nearing adulthood, 15 and up, potentially? Yeah, I mean, I really can't say any more right. than that, simply because we, I we can't understand. advocate for something that's not been tested, yeah. 
Yeah, we yeah. understand. And but I it, wanna, is, it, is want... for, it is powerful though. And it is a plant. So, you know, it is a plant or a root rather. And it's interesting. Mm -hmm. I find the whole process of making it such an interest because it, you know, when you describe it and you say that the plant has to be destroyed, that's a very interesting, and that must bring up an interesting, uh, like kind of dilemma when you're growing it because you always have to replant, right? You're always replanting. Right. It's never, right. you know, it's not coming up annually, right? So it, it must be well, interesting. Replanting. Yeah, we have, um, let me back up a little bit. As I mentioned earlier on in the wild, um, when they're pulled up by the roots, um, they're sometimes 20 or 30 years old because in those harsh climates, oh, it takes wow. a long time for these roots to get big enough to be worth harvesting, right? Wow. Um, uh, but when, and, and the plant's niche is to grow where other plants can't. So it grows up in these really, really stressful, harsh environments um, where it doesn't have to compete with anything else except the environment. Right. Um, and when you bring the plant down a little bit lower in elevation where humans farm and live, um, this plant will grow very vigorously. Um, it will, um, we can harvest it within five years of, of planting it. But mm -hmm. the big issue for the farmers is uh, keeping the fields weeded because this plant cannot compete with other plants. The dandelions, the hay, the um, horsetails um, that get into these fields, they have to be weeded because, like I said, the plant's natural habitat is to grow where other plants can't. Um, and so that's the biggest expense and the biggest headache for the farmers. For those farmers who have... Bunches of kids, you know, they can go out in the field and, and weed. Um, but if you're talking about, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 acres, we've got one woman who's planning on putting in 80 acres um, in sequential um, uh, plantings, not 80 acres all at once. That becomes a problem. You have to figure out how you're going to do your weed be... control. Right. Because you can't spray, right? You no. Know, this has to be organic. <laughs> so it's mechanical somehow mechanical weeding, but that's the biggest um, uh, headache for the farmers here. I haven't, I haven't, it's probably a dumb question, but I, I'm just curious. No dumb questions. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, because you're growing it in a more kind of temperate, I mean, if you can call anything in Alaska very temperate, but a more temperate climate where it can really grow faster it still takes five years. Do you think that the roots that you're growing in your backyard or in the in the acres that you have farmers growing it, that it's less powerful because it didn't have to work yeah. as hard? Yes, yes, yes. You really hit on another interesting issue. The plant makes these anti-stress compounds because it has to survive very harsh environments. And if you baby it, they don't produce as high of a rosevin concentration, which is the main marker ingredients, than the wild plants. So, um, so there are ways of concentrating it by doing various extraction techniques and that sort of thing. But we're also looking at ways of stressing the plant in the field. Right. And so 
I, 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 without going into details, um, I had one, um, you know, I'm working off of a series of USDA specialty crop grants um, to look at best cultivation methods, root propagation, seedling development, all kinds of ways of maybe accelerating um, the time in the field so farmers don't have to weed for five years. Um, but I, out of a fluke of a mistake I made uh, this summer in uh, collecting um, my sequential samples, I found one sample that had accidentally been put in a refrigerator uh, for five weeks rather than being immediately um, uh, dehydrated and tested. And those rosevens went way up. And oh, we, so we're thinking... Maybe wow. covering them up in the field for a month. It's really stressing the plants, yeah. telling it, you know, bad things are going to happen. <laughs> maybe, so maybe there's some way. Yeah. So that's it, our next yeah, kind of um, side project to see if we can stress the plant somehow artificially to make it right. boost its own production of rose. I don't know mm -hmm. why I find this so fascinating, but I find it fascinating because I think nature always has the best like way and solution to getting to what it does best. And it's like nature's mm -hmm. way of saying, hey, I need, you know, like I can't do this. I can't make you the best compound unless you, you know, unless I'm in the in the harshest environment. Yeah. And then how do you create the harshest environment? Like you know, it's so, it's counterintuitive to those of us who are trying to grow a plant inside, which I'm not very good at, right. but anyway. <laughs> well, that was an excellent question. That's a question usually that I get from um, agriculture and horticulture researchers. So you're, you're really on the mark. <laughs> oh, awesome. Thank you. Oh, okay. I'm so I'm intrigued. I'm so enraptured. So I, I I would love for you to be able to share with us some more if you have any other stories that you could share with our audience on the benefits and how it addresses a lot of a lot of the today's issues, right? right? I understand that a thousand years ago our our circumpolar peoples were utilizing it for stamina and strength and recovery. But right. into and and I in but today our stressors are so different and so yeah. varied. And, you know, I was, I shared with you prior to the show starting, Dr. Petra, that my son is home from college and he and I were up at some ungodly hour. I don't know. I blocked the phone and the, the clock in my room so I can't see what time it is. So the light doesn't bother me, but I know it was late because it was an ungodly hour. It felt like it. He was showing me a video and we were studying it. And I kept saying to him, we shouldn't be looking at this, at your, your phone this late at night. And he was right. saying, mom, this is what, this is how my friends and I study. And so this this barrage of technology and the, the barrage of the hitting our eyeballs at all time and right. the different stresses we have with 24-hour news and so forth. I'm intrigued, and I know our audience is, will be, as Marilyn and I are, and on how the tincture and the, pro the product, the dried, the dried root, the tincture, work in addressing these needs that you found with your, with your patients. Well, that's the beauty of an adaptogen. You know, um, there are probably many, many different chemical pathways that will we ever understand them all um, that may be in effect. But we know a few things. We know for one that uh, rhodiola chemicals cross the blood-brain barrier. That's how it has its antidepressant effect in those people who need it. As a matter of fact, mm -hmm. I generally tell people that 
when they first start taking rhodiola, they may have more vivid dreams for the first several nights because it does cross blood-brain barrier. It does activate um, brain centers that may have not been very active lately. Um, and so that's the first indication that it has an effect on the brain. There's also a lot of other research, and I might point you to um, one of my favorite um, uh, professors um, on the planet. Her name is Matab Jafari. She is a uh, professor of uh, pharmacology at UC Irvine. And she has done oh, a lot of research on rhodiola, one of which is in her anti-aging lab. And she has um, uh, been working on uh, her, her animal model is a fruit fly. Um, why fruit flies? Well, they have a rapid reproductive cycle, and we also share a lot of uh, disease genes with fruit flies. So they're, they're a decent um, animal model to work on for um, anti-aging effects. And she studied many different um, uh, pharmacolo uh, pharmacological chem uh, chemicals and found some that have anti-aging effects, but all at a cost a cost of either uh, low activity as they're older or um, reproductive failures. And so she switched mm. over to botanicals and guess what? The first one she tried was rhodiola and was astounded that rhodiola not only increases the lifespan of the fruit fly by 25%, but wow. it's a healthy lifestyle, a healthy lifespan. They're running around right. in their test tubes their old ones are acting young. They have good fertility. And so that really got her motivated. And she's found other biochemical pathways that are not well understood yet, but somehow rhodiola also seems to improve glucose metabolism. It may have an effect on, um, you know, prediabetes. I would never tell somebody to throw their insulin away and switch right, to rhodiola. Right. We don't know this yet. Um, but there's an effect there. And she's also found that um, mice, uh, and these were mice studies. These weren't fruit fly studies. Mm -hmm. um, these were mouse studies. Uh, she's also found that um, mice that use, that are given rhodiola have a different microbiome, which is, you know, the intestinal yes. uh, um, area that we schlep around and that communicate with all of our internal structures and our brain. And, our brain. and so there yeah. are some really interesting effects, most of which we really don't understand yet. Wow, that, that's so cool. I love that. You talk about life, lifespan, but it, it's really, she discovered health span, right? The fruit flies with mm -hmm. the better health yes. span. And that's really what it's all yes. about. That's incredible. Do you see any results with uh, the rhodiola in... Um, kind of in brain and focus. I notice with taking it and maybe I'm, I don't think I'm making it up. I feel like it, it does bring a clarity to the way that you think. Yeah. I, I feel so pr probably it has to be good for, you know, for that focus, brain, clarity. In the herbal medicine community, it is, it is used for, um, improving mental focus. People in, I mean, students in Russia use it all the time uh, before they're taking exams, for example. Um, there's also some indication, although um, I'm not sure about any true scientific double-blind studies, but people do take it um, who have ADD, ADHD. Um, 
uh, I would love to see some studies um, done on this, but I might mm -hmm. preface that botanical studies are really hard to do accurately. I mean, when you grind up a plant and make some sort of tincture or capsule, there's going to be a lot of variation from batch to batch, right. from source yeah, right. to source, from how this plant was processed. And so mm -hmm. it's not like taking a pure chemical that you can right. reproduce over and over and over again and do a, a double blind study. Um, but there, if you Google, um, you'll find a variety of studies that hopefully use a high quality of um, rhodiola um, uh, extract or, or, or standardized dose. Uh, and in these, blood, in these studies, the indication seems to be that it helps with mental focus and even in people who might have trouble with mental focus like ADD, ADHD. Absolutely. Fantastic. This is so great. Uh, Petra, you are a wonderful guest for us and, and I, I hope that you will, you will join us again. Um, our, our podcast is only a half an hour and we've kind of come, to, come towards the end of that. I know, I know, we could talk to you forever. Time flies when you're having fun. Exactly. But this is, this is important information. And, and it's just so much about what Melissa and I are trying to get out to the world, giving people options, right? We're not, like yep. you said, you're not against an SSRI or, or anything else. It's just about let's give people lots of options so that people have choices and they can make their choices for yourself. And what I love about rhodiola, it seems, is that it's a smart, it's a smart botanical that's saying, you know, if this is yeah. right for you, you'll feel it. If it's not right for you, you know, then it's not right for you, then that's fine too. Um, but I love, I, I kind of, in my mind, that's nature's intelligence, you know, the intelligence of nature. And, 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 and I, yeah. I, I just, I just admire you. I admire what you've done. I admire that you've brought work to people that, you know, like it's, it's rough to, to probably to grow anything up in Alaska. I know it's, yeah. you know, I know our growing season in Idaho is pretty short. I can't imagine what it's like up there. But now, of course, knowing, and you were so smart, you said, wait, I've got the perfect place. I'm in Alaska. It's going to be rough. And this, this plant's hardy and it's going to fight for its life. Thank you so much for coming on our, our podcast, Outcomes the Sun. We, we honor you. We, we look forward to seeing what what happens with your with your incredible uh, product. And Melissa, I'll let you say something. Hello. <laughs> please stay. Please do stay in touch with us. Please do stay in touch with us. We would love to follow along in the journey as you discover more. Because I and I know that your dive is deep from the work that background look that we did on what you're doing. You take deep dives. We would love to be privy to whatever you'd be willing to share with our audience. We appreciate you coming on. We want to encourage our audience to please consider taking this. Dr. Petrid said in the beginning of the, of our podcast that it, it's non-toxic and that's how she can sleep well at night, knowing that she's providing a product that is not oh, toxic. I wanna, so oh, I want, it's worth looking into. I wanted to say that you had mentioned dreams. Now it explains it because lately my dreams have been, so amazing and i'm not i've never had been a big like remember of dreams but i've been having these like wild <laughs> lifelike dreams lately so now that explains that i was so excited when you said that i was like oh okay anyway 
That's my excitement. That explains the midnight text you sent me asking me to be your VP. I get it now. Okay. Oh, so it's all making sense. Petra, thank you so well, much. We, yeah. Thank you. We honor you. you. Honestly. Thank you so much for joining us today on Outcomes the Sun. Uh, you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, on Apple, and on YouTube. And you can donate to the Mariel Hemingway Foundation at the Mariel Hemingway Foundation.org. And I want to spell Hemingway for you H E M I N G W A Y dot org. I only say that because a lot of people put two M's, and that just won't work. Um, also, on if you're watching on YouTube, you can go to the donate button at the bottom and it will take you right to a link with a QR code. And uh, if you go to MarielHemingway.org, you can also press the donate button and be able to donate to the foundation, which is designed to help guide people towards finding the right solutions for their mental health issues. Um, that is my goal. I'm just trying to raise money so I can come up with an app and a website that has all the information you could possibly want to know about mental health and where to go. But we are in the process of making that happen and your donation means so much to us. So thank you so much and we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.